0: All right, all right, all right. Good morning, everybody. Friday morning, which means we are back at it once again. Welcome back to Kingdom on the Road. Uh, hopefully, my voice uh, holds up this time. Still uh, trying to shake what I've uh, I've had going on for the last couple of weeks, but we soldier forward. Um, last week, we set the table. Um, in a pretty um, apologetics-centered sense, I guess, for lack of a for lack of a better phrase, last week we discussed. Okay, so so God is real, and what does that mean for the context of our our daily lives? Right, our um, I I think we're live. I did not get an no- okay. I just got the notification that we went live. Okay, cool. Um, so we, uh, so so we set all of that table. All of that table now. A lot when when you spend enough time preaching kingdom, preaching relationship, preaching intimacy, preaching all of those things you get enough people asking the question, is relationship with God real? Is it possible or is it just a whole bunch of us feeling things or feeling statements or, or, or vagities and all of that kind of stuff? I'll tell you guys a story. Um, I, I, to, to give you an idea of how far that I've come on this particular topic. When I first was uh, I uh, sn- sniffing around Christianity, right? I um, I had a a, a friend, ex broadcast partner um, Edgar, that he was the guy that allowed me to poke and prod his faith in all kinds of ways that weren't always oh tactful, <laughs> uh, polite. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it was it was a lot of me really. He allowed me to test the parameters and test the boundaries and ask the questions and all of those kinds of things. And the thing that I would, I would always tell him is how do you know that this isn't a blue car situation, right? You get a blue card and suddenly all the, all you see around town are blue cars. You want a blue car. And so suddenly all you see around town are blue cars and the brain is a very powerful thing. You know what I mean? And so, that was I, I had I always had a a, a really hard time uh, processing that because um, I am what you may call a control freak at times and uh, I, I so so the idea of um, an all knowing creator God that I could not see. That sent a man who lived years before me, centuries, that was all very hard for me to process. That was all very hard for me to put my finger on and, uh, What's up, Stephen? Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Uh, we, uh, will we'll make sure to include your, um, your prayers at the, uh, your prayer requests at the end when we pray. Um, you know, that was, all, that was all very hard for me to process. And so you fast forward, I've, 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 I've told the, the, the story in the reps over the last, you know, five plus years and all of that kind of stuff in the way, that the the road that I uh, that I have walked down to get to this point of now where where I'm at and how I reconcile all of these things, and I realize now sitting back in a, in a position of teaching this that this this conversation is not about a big surprise about. Uh, about where where I land on this thing like if you've if you've listened to me talk or preach or or do any of this kind of stuff in front of a microphone for more than 30 seconds you can figure out where I'm where where I'm at as far as this whole thing goes but it stands that a lot of people ask this question a lot of people that are long in the tooth mm. ask this question and so <clears throat> that that to me begs the fact uh, or begs the necessity to discuss how you get there to discuss how you go from being the blue car guy and and poking at at Christianity as if it's all a figment of your imagination or all the power of suggestion or what have you straight through to talking about what like all of this richness and all of this intimacy and everything that comes along with that. And along the way, unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about what hearing from God is not. Because I think for some, this has become so out of pocket. They've seen this get so out of pocket that it's kind of a measure of, throwing it all out because it's been oh r- ma- manipulated a
1: lot Yeah abused, I would say abused yeah. and used for human gain and control over people and and I think that's what causes people to and rightfully so, take a second beat, take a third beat, like, well, wait a minute, hold on. But the Bible is clear about that, that we should test all things anyway. Yeah. And it actually would, you know, because of the abuses, you find yourself actually being more obedient to what scripture says. I'm like, you know what, let me, let me, let me test this first. You know, I was talking last week with some guys about stuff like uh, Jonestown and, Mm -hmm. um waco texas and different really scary events where someone said that they heard from god and all these people followed them and you said well how how did how did how did that work you know why weren't there people who were like wait a minute why would the bible the bible doesn't say this this is where what are we doing what is this idea of just a person hearing you know the voice of god and then doing something that. A person that actually has read the Bible and studied scripture and has a relationship with God, looks at it and says, that's not God. And they say, well, how, how can you say that? Almost as if there is no measure. To be able to know there's no rubric, there's no test, there's no litmus you know, test to know if it's from God or not. And and I think this is where we have to go back to, as you said, you know, the fundamentals and say, okay, Relationship with God is a real thing and there is a real way to have it that is not rooted in just um, uh, kind of a a magical, (laughs) you know, a uh i can't even think of the word that i'm trying because i had to correct superstition my superstitious you know kind of uh, environment i had to have a conversation with um uh, a member last night and because in our conversation they the the, the term manifest came up mm. and i said whoa i so said what do you what do you mean? <laughs> you know, really politely, really gently, like so. What do you what are you saying when you say that? Well, you know, you know, the you know, God's promises come to pass, you know, your life. is said that's totally different from manifesting. <laughs> Those are you know, but if but if we throw all that into the same pot, that's where relationship with God becomes you. Controlling God to do your will and saying, oh, because I'm so close to God, I can make this happen and I can make that happen and God will make this happen for me and make that happen. And you need to get close to God (laughs) so that you can make your life what you want it to be, you know, and I'm going to throw this out here for, for you to kind of chomp on. And I memorized it because it was so, oh, man, it messed me up. Because it was, it came from a person that I respected. And I was like, what are you doing? They posted this on LinkedIn that when you get what you want, that's God's direction. Mm. When you don't get what you want, that's God's protection. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Do they not see the problem with this statement? You know? And, and I pitched it to people and I watched their reaction. And they're like, some were like, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what? You know, yeah. <laughs> others were like you, as soon as they heard the first part, they're like, oh, whoa, that's because this. But this is relationship with God for a lot of people, is that yeah. me getting what I want means I have a relationship with God and if i don't get it or because god was protecting me he was keeping me from something bad or you know he's got something better for me so and it's like we almost got to divorce ourselves from that go back to the fundamentals and say what does it really look like to have relationship with god what does that really look like and it's not as It's not fireworks all the time, like like uh, you were talking earlier. It's not, you know, boom, bells, whistles, all these things happening. Sometimes it's boring consistency and walking with God. Yeah. Sometimes that's where the nuts and bolts of it is. And so, yeah, this is this is I think a very important conversation. And I'm hoping we can get some people to join on and 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 and, uh, contribute to the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is one of those topics where from a lot of different angles at a lot of different points along the way that there, there's a lot of opportunity to go down different paths and to ask questions and all of those kinds of things. And we're going to touch on some things that um, may be confusing to some, maybe be um, counter to what they've known or heard or been taught. Um, and, and and if those questions crop up, that's what the comment section is there for, for whatever platform you're watching it on. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. Every place that this is playing right now has a comment section. I, I promise you this is not something where we are waiting to eat your lunch in the comment section and tear you apart on the air. Like this is the reality of this situation. And to go to what you said, that, that unfortunately, a lot of the time this gets caught that this gets taught as an open invite to get what you want. One of the biggest ways that this goes sideways is when, we what is when our motivation in seeking relationship with God is to control the actions of God. Now think about that for a second. That that's that's that seems nonsensical to say it like that. It seems like oh what what are we going to do to to control God? But when we're saying things like the things that God gives us that's God's favor the the you know God's going to guide our every single step and if we're if he's not guiding our every single step then we're outside of his favor or if bad things happen we're outside of his favor or what have you there's there's a measure of us trying to maintain control and just have it god flavored and the reality is is that there's a lot of on ramps to get to this point it's not just a matter of bad systematized uh, theology, you have people who have gone through things like church hurt, church abuse, bad, re- bad relationships within Christianity or, or bad events or what have you. And then suddenly they're left without a support system to be able to process through these things. And the only people that are really talking about this stuff are fringe people that are considered heretics by most like us <laughs> or the people that are are the 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 people that that really um massage the boundaries of what exactly this is and is not and all of those kinds of things and so as we go into this i i ask a favor of of you all watching okay Whenever I have a, have, a time, have an opportunity to sit in front of the mic and talk about these topics in particular, by and large, if people have a problem with it, they tend to try and saddle me with this open theology sort of agenda that it's this idea that in the midst of us having conversations about God having conversations with us, that we are in some way, shape, or form trying to divorce ourselves from theology, from the guardrails, from the rules of conduct and all of those kinds of things. Much the opposite. All of these things work. All, what makes this beautiful and not a sliding goalpost is the fact that we can turn to theological standards <clears throat> that, the, that, that are upheld through the whole thing, through the whole process. you know what I mean and, and and that's that's what makes it rich and and so so beautiful because God is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so we're not trying to stop looking to the fundamentals. No no, we're trying to embrace the fundamentals and when you look at the fundamentals, through the lens of the entire work of scripture, through the lens of everything, all of it, Old Testament, New Testament, the whole thing. we look at this and say there are there are promises that are made by God that he upholds. What if we took those seriously? What if we took everything that the Bible talks about about the fact that we are grafted into the family of God seriously? That this guidance and this this open dialogue, what if we took all of that that the Bible black text white page if you're willing to see it promises seriously? And 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 unfortunately when you talk about the bad takes and all that kind of stuff, like to go to the thing that you had said that sells that quick thing. That's a, that's a t-shirt slogan. You know what I mean? That, that works for, for soundbite theology, but I've said for a long time now that soundbite theology is problematic because you cannot unpack. It takes far longer to unpack, to unpack all of truth than it does to throw something quippy up on social media.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I go to something fundamental and basic when we talk about his relationship with God even real. Uh, the Bible says in Romans <clears throat> and verse 16 that the spirit himself bears witness to our spirit that we are children of God. That's a right. fundamental level right that that's nothing it's not him telling you to do anything let's just go to fundamentals right in order to know that you are a child of god it takes a real experience with god it takes the spirit of god to bear witness to your spirit to confirm it to bring you to that uh conclusion within himself and so there's the the spiritual right is is the aspect that people struggle with right but my yep. spirituality must be connected to good uh contextual reading of scripture right i've got to go to scripture to get my understanding of what it means to have relationship with god and to me that's bottom level. That's like 101. You just walked in the door. The spirit himself bears witness to your spirit. Now, how that happens, because, you know, like you said, are you fooling yourself? Right. Are you, you know, what, what's really going on? Well, for us that really understand this, this is something that is beyond ourselves, right? that we, we feel the anchor of the spirit of God, letting us know that we belong to him and so that's just fundamental
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, we've got uh, epic in the uh, comment section we've got uh, Hebrews 4 11 and 12 God's word is living active uh, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following the same um, pattern of disobedience for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double edged sword, it pierces even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And in the comment section, we got G Barry, what's good, dude? Long time. You, <laughs> good morning, man. Um, so yeah, um, and, and that's the thing, right? Like I so I grew up in a um in a part of the uh, in a part of the East Coast where there we, we had the the local um seminary and Bible college, right? <clears throat> and it was it was a it's a it's a Baptist joint that is um people people joke and call it Baptist bridal. Because, you know, you go, you go there for a degree and to find a wife. Uh, (laughs) And, and there's, there's a lot of, and and this actually in unpacking all of this, I've realized what I've been exposed to had did influence my, my initial position on whether or not I think communication with God is actually a thing. When you, when you, When this is unbridled, this can turn into, well, God told me, or you're driving with uh, a girl that you like. And, you know, if God puts our song on the radio, then that means he wants us to get married. Oh, man. That's that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So many stories coming out of, of, that like having talked to people that are that that went through that whole system and all of that kind of stuff that like so many stories of those things and and you look at this this version of trying to put god told me so onto anything that you want it it's some that it sometimes is not as simple uh, or not as extreme as something like a Jonestown or something like that right. where where it's this this giant disgusting thing all in the name of God sometimes it is well god told me to marry this person right. god told me to move to this area god told me and and the question that i have is did did god tell you that and how do you know that is it, or or is this a matter of what i like to call bible roulette you 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 stick your finger down on a page and and that's that's a calling from god just because it's from and you pull it from the bible right the thing about bible roulette guys I'm going to say I'm going to say a couple of things. Not knowing exactly who's listening, right. and and knowing exact, not knowing exactly if there's anybody who has struggled with this mindset or anything like that. But you look back to some of this, to, to some of the saints, right? Uh, I I mean this in the in the sense of people who were confirmed through the Catholic Church as as saints, not biblical figures. Um that there are men that did this whole Bible roulette thing. And that's why we have thought processes like it's virtuous to be poor or that it's somehow against God to have, to have money or something along those lines. Like, like different, different takes like that, that when you grab and you're just shopping, you're throwing it in the shopping cart and all of that kind of stuff. So I say all that to say, like, there's there when when we're talking about this posture and position of having open dialogue with god <clears throat> the only way it works is by understanding the parameters by understanding the rules of engagement by understanding how god speaks and yes one of the primary ways that god yeah. speaks is through Scripture. Do I think it's it's only within the terms of Scripture? I don't. We'll get there though, because you've got to avoid the uh, you've got to avoid the giant boulder in the middle of the road of personal revelation. But we can't ignore things like Scripture and stuff like that because God told me so, and I feel it.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I, I think that's a good on-ramp, you know, when I look at, um, I was looking at 2nd uh, Peter 2nd um, <clears throat> Peter 121, and this is the Amplified version, it says, for no prophecy ever originated because someone willed it to do so, so it never came by human impulse, but men spoke from God who were born born along or moved or impelled by the holy spirit and so uh, the original the king james says no prophecy of scripture you know ever, ever originated from the will of man and so the first thing we have to understand is that there's no way to read the bible that only you have it right Right, if you got it right, somebody else got it right too, and somebody else got it right. You you see, if we're reading it correctly and we're receiving revelation or understanding from the scripture, because that's the first place where you get revelation, you really getting revelation from scripture is I'm not going to say the first place, but the primary source of revelation is by studying your word, right. And so as you study your word, the reason why it's so important is because I can't know God's will if I don't know God's word. And a lot of times people are chasing God's will, but they don't understand God's word. Because a lot of the things that uh, we're looking for, the word has already said. So we don't have to ask, is it God's will? (laughs) Because the word has already said this. I was talking to Men's group, and it's like we don't have to ask God if it's His will for me as a husband to love my wife. I don't have to. God, is it Your will for me to continue to love her? No wonder you're not hearing anything, because <laughs> there's nothing to be heard. You are you already know that that's His will. Now, once you know that that's His will, can God guide you in doing that? in loving her reveal to you how to love her like christ loved the church yes he can guide you in that he can bring you to conclusions that you know what this is the right thing to do but the target has to be am i focused on what i know to be true about god and what i know to be true about his will not What I want. Because, like you said earlier, a lot of people are looking to manipulate God to give them what they want. And so they'll ask or they'll say, Well, I think God is leading me. The Lord told me to move to Florida, right? Because you know, He he, he, you know, it's it's a great opportunity down there, and everything they're saying has nothing to do with God's will. I asked the question in, in the group, I said, Hey. Does God care if I move to Colorado Springs or Aurora, Colorado? Does He care? And everybody's stumped. They're like, "Well, does He?" It's like, isn't that a good question? Because that's how we treat hearing from God. Option A or Option B, instead of having true relationship with God, allows us to know. Well, I know what His will is. I'll just start doing it right here. Right. And if it takes me somewhere else, then it will. But I got to start with what I know without a shadow of doubt is God's will. You know, and and I think that's hard for people because we bring so much baggage to this idea of hearing from God or following God or being led by God, because it seems as if the stories that we hear are so dramatic are so incredible like how come my story is not dramatic and incredible how come god didn't send me to kenya right and do this so i think we've got to boil it back down and start with basic fundamental regular stuff you know instead of god is sending me to the nations well What if he sent you to your street? Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I look at somebody like one of the preeminent voices out there that is talking about this very openly, very publicly, is John Eldridge on on his podcast and in his books and all of that kind of stuff. And I look at somebody like that in all of his theatrics, he uses very theatrical language when he's, when when he speaks and that if, if, if you have, if you have found yourself in a position of I have I've studied this. I know this to be true. I have, I've got some legs in this, all of that kind of stuff. I know the parameters of this, then Maybe go to somebody like John Eldridge because it's so theatrical that if you're just starting out, you there's there's a measure of expectation that it's going to be that theatrical in nature the whole time, like every time that something that that something like this happens. And the reality is that unfortunately this whole thing because there is a measure of this that is personalized how i talk how 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 god is going to the, the the specificity of of my relationship with god is going to look different than the specificity of your relationship with god is going to look different from like the fundamentals are the same but the specifics may change Mm -hmm. that unfortunately is open season for people to go here there and everywhere with it and that's part of why you have one group over here that have that has really only seen (laughs) it go out of pocket and so they don't they, they don't like any of it they another group who doesn't have the 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 fundamentals to be able to put it in the right parameters and so they're being told all of these things and they say oh it came from the pulpit i'm going to take their word for it and with no with no muscle on how to discern and work through and process and all of that kind of stuff and so there's there's all of these different ways that you can go with it and, and the, 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 reality is, is when you look at the landscape and you look at all of it, there's a couple of questions that you need to ask yourself when you're starting off the, like when, if you are seeking to really understand what does it mean to have a relationship with God? Is this possible? Is, is this just a bunch of feelings and all of that kind of stuff? A couple of questions that you need to ask yourself in order to set the table authentically, and and get again just because it just because it's authentic doesn't mean that it's easy and i can tell you guys authenticity living the gimmick is hard it is difficult because you don't get the ability to to sit back and say and claim ignorance because you're trying to be authentic and you're trying to be real about the whole thing okay what is your motivation for hearing from god yeah what and and how how much of that how much in all of that is our desire to maintain a sense of control because I can tell you that our instinct to want to hold control is 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 the primary reason. Why you don't hear from God? Because it's not about what God wants. Right. It's not about. Even what God has planned, if we're going to take it by the letter of the letter of the what you're saying, right, if we're going to say if we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, I uh, should I should I move to Aurora or should I move to Colorado Springs? And I really want to know what God where God wants me to move. Okay, cool. Aces, let's give you the benefit of the doubt and say you genuinely want to know What God wants that still requires you to leave your control at the door.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. I think that's that, that is, is one of the, you know, you know, the ice cream shop is open. You can, you can customize it. You can have it your way. You can have all 52 different flavors if you want. There's so many different versions of how this goes. Buck wild. But it all tends to start at that at that place of whose whose will do we really want executed on? <laughs> whose desires are the most important in all of this? And setting the table with that, like stripping that away. Yeah, I'm not gonna play. It is it is hard. It is humbling. It is difficult and it is a process. This is not something that even for somebody like me that I, I am like, this is, this is the, like, we, we are talking about foundational things about what makes God make sense for me. And even for somebody like me, I still recognize that this is a process and a painful one for me to say okay this this has more to do with what i want than me actually executing on what 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 I'm being called to or what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't mean that in some grand cosmic sense I mean that in the 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 Bible gives me what I'm supposed to be doing guys it gives you what you're supposed to be doing whether or not you live in Colorado or whether or not you live in Hawaii or Asia or anywhere else on God's green earth and and that's why it's not about These radical things that change the course of, 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 of God and and of Christianity that are going to be the things that God's communicating. No, it's going to be the specificity, but it's never going to change the page in which you're coloring. You may be coloring a different, a a different picture, but it's not going to change the page itself. Before we move on, um, G. Barry's got a couple of comments here. I believe one of the most difficult things for us to do as humans is to be patient with the process of unlearning and be open to relearning what God prefers. It requires a lot of humility for sure. Yeah. Saying you don't know and being okay with that instead of acting like you know everything. Yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's that's there's there's reality to the fact that there are some things that the Bible is quiet about that we need to be quiet about, right? (laughs) There, there are, there are habits and bad habits that every single one of us has. They might just look different. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that has come up in, in spades over the last several months, going through the ordination process, going through all of uh, all of this education and all of that, is yeah, when it comes to denominational baggage, I might be footloose and fancy free, <laughs> but relational baggage, that's a killer. That sucks. That be- because a lot of how you process humanity is tied into how you process family or how you process personal relationships, right? And things like that. And that, my friends, I am far from being burden free on. So, so the the again, the flavor text might look different, but G Berry's got a point that there's a lot of this that when we talk about the stripping away and we talk about approaching this in in a in a in a in a means of bearing yourself. So that way you can have all of this majestic, beautiful, wonderful stuff that we're talking about. Means that you've got to strip away and unlearn things that you thought you knew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of times we're overcoming. You know, and and it's tough because when we have to overcome this baggage, we have to overcome. And all of us have it has it Mm -hmm. like you said. It comes in different flavors, you know, all 87 flavors, but we, we we're we all overcoming something in order to get to what does it really mean? What does it really look like? What is what is relationship with God really look like? You know, what does it mean to walk with God? You know, what does it mean to be led by the spirit? What does it mean to. uh Experience God. I was doing a study this week on love. And um, you know me, I'm, I'm big on really going back to the strongs and breaking things down. And there's a word that jumped out at me, and it's be loved. And beloved is uh a got pathos, and it's 27 in your strongs, and be loved is someone who has ex- who is experiencing the agape love of God, they are beloved, they are divinely loved, and it actually used the term experiencing, I'm like, wow, okay, there's that relationship piece again, right, (laughs) that you are experiencing, that that this is something real, that it's something tangible, that it is something that you are um, aware of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in John uh, 4 and verse 7 says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. <laughs> and anyone who loves is born of God, right? And it goes on to say that God is love in 4.8. And this experiencing the love of God. You can't really experience the love of God, watch this, unless you know what the love of God is. And the Mm -hmm. love of God cannot be found outside of what God has revealed to us through Scripture. There it is. So your experience of God's love has to go back to what God has defined as Him loving you. (laughs) And so when you go back and you begin to read Scripture, and the holy spirit then begins to bear witness to your spirit that you are a child of god there, there there's a there, there's a spiritual happening there between you and god and you begin to i, I was was um getting ready for our songs this week and there's a song one thing remains i don't know who the original writer of this song is but the hook is your love never fails it never gives up it never runs out on me mm-hmm. and i was listening to that and i was like wow in that moment i begin to experience the, the 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 love of god because i begin to tie it to what scripture says about his love and like you know what his love didn't give up he sent his son while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. Yep. You see, and now I'm connecting this to the word. And now I begin to experience like, whoa, this is real. That he really loves us with a love that is not about our worthiness. We couldn't earn this. That impacts you on a level because everywhere else. You've got to earn that. You've got to earn people's love. You've got to earn people's, uh, you know, uh, affection for people to like you. You've got to do things that they like. We didn't like God and God didn't like the things we were doing, but yet he loved us. (laughs) Right. That's different. That, That that's a different love and that experience when when you have it. Yeah. That makes relationship with God real. And you say, well, how do I get that? Well, we can get into that as we go forward.
0: (laughs) One of the things that I find interesting is if, if if you prep a sermon and promote a sermon on knowing the will of God, you'll get a packed house it's like the ahi tuna of sermons and <laughs> and like three people got that reference if i, I i've i've worked in kitchens all, all all over the country guys and i've if you you any any menu that you put ahi tuna on it'll sell out every single time um it's 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 like that because i think it it gives a measure of clarity that's perceived to not exist otherwise but the thing that i find fascinating is yesterday today and forever god's will doesn't change right we don't you don't guys i don't i don't know who needs to hear this but all of you listening and the not that i necessarily Think that think any more of this and what it is, but the viewership just went up when I said that. That was weird. Um, you, uh, you, you, you don't need us to tell you what God's will is, right? You don't, it, and and I'll, I'll take that a step further. Don't, for the love of everything that's holy, don't run off and and take our take our word for it. Test everything, test everything that we're talking about, right? Because that's where you're going to find the beauty. You're not going to find it from us talking about it. We may point you and say, hey, this is real. Go check it out. Right. But that's not the same as experiencing it yourself. So experience it yourself. Test. Examine. Those are all very good things and things that we should be doing. The thing about God's will is it's unchanging because God's unchanging and understanding that there's a difference between the large scale and the specificity of it all really is a difference maker in understanding how all of these things play out because it's not, it's the, where where you live or what car you drive or all of those kinds of things. That's not, that does nothing to affect the, the, the major themes. The major themes are, con- are contained within the Bible. They are contained for us to be able to learn and, and to be able to understand what we are called to do as Christians, what it means to be a fully functioning citizen of the kingdom of God. That is not what we are talking about, because those things That's, that's, that, that is all there for you to find, for you to experience and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, so engage scripture, engage God purposefully, authentically, and, and get to know that in the midst of all that, I'm going to, I'm going to take us out a little bit deeper now, right? you know we've we've talked we've talked a lot about setting the table over the last 45 minutes now now if you, if you guys will follow me a little bit here because we're going to take a couple of steps down into into the deeper area when you get into the specificity of it all there are specifics of the situation that you can be guided on along the way Now, there's a gigantic difference, doesn't seem like it, but there's a gigantic difference between wanting and and expecting God to tell you everything that you are going to do, and along the way, some of the specificity of the situation to be guided in a supernatural kind of way. Those are two different things. And the thing that I find in my experience with working with people, with watching people process this, with watching people, where where people most commonly get hung up on, on that point is, it goes back to the control factor. If God isn't telling me every single thing that I need to do, then I am outside of God's will. Yeah. god's favor if bad things happen or if stressful situations happen or if i'm if i'm if i'm in a position where i have to make a judgment call and i'm not hearing that big booming voice from god then that must mean that god is separate from the situation a couple of things and then i'll kick it back over to you um, Test what I'm, say, what, what I'm saying, and, and, and if you find something different, then please, please engage in the comment section. But at no point is God say does God say in does Scripture say that God's preferred method of communication is big, bombastic, booming voices? Right. God's voice is described as a still small voice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: micro nudges right? And 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 if we're listening, if this is not just a break glass in case of emergency sort of situation, I want to hear God because I've got a giant problem and a giant issue or, or a hang up or something like that. You know what? Take it to God. I'm not saying don't take it to God, but if that's all, the only time that you're listening, then you don't know. That's like, that's like trying to ask somebody who speaks French what to do about a situation and you don't speak French like you're not going to know the language to begin with so it, and and I think baked into all of this is a measure of distance being a problem right conceiving that god is far off from the situation disconnected from the situation that's part of why I've really tried very hard to eliminate illustrations from things that convey god as being like heaven being in a upward direction
1: right
0: because that i think causes more problems than it does help but people get un uncomfortable when you start talking about other dimensions or other other planes of existence or something like that, because that's, that's really what the Bible is referring to. Um, <laughs> I think G Barry's a couple, a couple minutes behind ah, he tuna is top shelf. Absolutely.
1: Um, he's a, he's a chef too. So he, he knows.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> um,
0: So, yeah, then, you know, you can put that thing on a menu anywhere in the country and also, you know, it's, it's uh, when, 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 when you think about when you look at how, how the Bible is conveying the positioning of it all, it's just it's using, it's using language that made sense. But the language itself, I think, has become almost this own theological concept of that distance factor being baked into all of this. So that way, when we're in the midst of all of this stuff, when we're in the midst of all of the nonsense and all of the things that it it is a lot easier to think of God as as separate from the situation. Right. And this is my last point. Hearing from God and an emotional or uh, uh, um, not emotional, um, an immersive experiential relationship with God is, is not, does not in any way exempt you from stressful situations or from having to make a judgment call and having to just make a choice because not every single choice is mapped out. You know, the rules of conduct and yeah, take it to God, talk to God, all of those kinds of things. I'm not saying don't include God, but approaching scripture from a point of, we are from a point of expectation sets yourself up for failure Because that's not what hearing from God
1: is. Yeah. So, you know, as you were talking, I began to kind of go through my, my mind and look at, you know, the life of Paul. Now, Paul had a large scale, like you said, an overarching purpose to... Preach the gospel to the Gentiles and to kings to bring God's name before these people. The details, however. um, Came about as he went. Yeah. Once he knew what he was supposed to do, he just started doing it. If there was something God didn't want him to do. He would get that that like you said, that nudge. Like, nope, don't go this way, go that way. Don't go over here, go there. But those moments, they weren't like every day. You know, they're not like every page and the Lord told Paul, go here and the Lord told Paul, go there. And there's moments where this happens. And you're saying, well, how does Paul know that he's following God? Well, because he knows what God originally said and he's doing that <clears throat> that's why I constantly and I try to tell people like what do you know that the word actually says do that and god will then within doing that nudge you here or there you know the bible says to love god and love your neighbor in doing that that's your focus God will guide you. These creative ideas that come to us on how to love our neighbor—yeah, we can we can definitely say that. Maybe God is inspiring that because God is the the one who is, has inspired our journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What happens is we want we start thinking about things that we want for ourselves, and then we want God to then. Weigh in on that, it's cool, like, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, okay, we're gonna say we're gonna save souls, but I was thinking about (laughs) you know starting a business, yeah. God, do you want me to do that? (laughs) And it's almost like you're interjecting something into a very smooth running process, and you're throwing a wrench in it because just keep doing what you know to do and if starting this business will help you to do that then keep going do it you don't have to like you know hold a 10-week prayer meeting and ask everybody hey pray for me i'm thinking about starting a business hey can you pray for me i'm thinking about hey man keep me in prayer i'm thinking about starting a business (laughs) do you know what god It's saying for you to do, well, I yeah, he wants me to, you know, share the gospel. Will this business help you do that? Well, I don't know. Then that might be your answer, is that you're trying to force something into, you know, what you're doing. And again, you said this earlier, it's not about being extra poor. That's not why I'm using the business, you know, and saying don't do that. That's not what I'm What I'm saying is there is a clear path of what God's will says in the word. If you're following that path and along that path, doors open that will help you to further that cause, the cause of Christ. Then, yeah, you can conclude that this might be what God, this is God's will. This is God's nudging. This is God's directing me because I'm going to do what he's called me to do. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to veer off and do something for myself because that's the issue of that control piece, but I actually am focused on and I feel like we don't we don't have to talk ourselves out of that. We don't have to be afraid that if my heart is to do God's will, just go do it. <laughs> just just do that and watch how He directs you. Now, here's the last thing I'll say. In doing that, if you face opposition, don't conclude that it's not God's will because there's opposition. That, yes. That, you know, don't conclude, well, this must not be God's will because these people have come against me or this didn't work out the way that... Paul was doing God's will. And in every town... Some towns, they almost killed him. Other towns, they beat him within an inch of his life and threw him in prison. Sometimes he he was hungry. He was without sleep. He was going through all these things, but he still knew because he knew what God had given him to do. And he was going to do everything he can to accomplish that. And that God would be with him in accomplishing that. That's the hardest part is when trouble comes. Is this still God's will? Because we have in our mind that if it's God's will, all the lights turn green, everything goes well. I'm bulletproof on God's yep. will. But you're exactly. not. <laughs> and, and I think we've got to hang on to that. We got to understand that. And scripture teaches that.
0: Exactly exactly um epics in the uh in the comments um thank god he gives us his spirit and foundational principles to stay in his will i'm gonna circle back um to that one because that that's that goes into a point that i was going to make um bloom bloom where you're planted and allow god to develop the root structure Hmm. before you're transplanted um interesting yeah yeah i would i would say I would say interesting um here's the thing though and, and this isn't me disagreeing this is me having adding some seasoning to it because it's very hard in a comment section to fully articulate your, yourself and I have had the ability to be able to hear from epic in a conversational setting and all of that kind of stuff that i i I, I have an idea of what she's of what she means by this. With transplanting, it, it's, it's, we're always subject to life, to, to life's goings on, right? Whether or not you're fresh in the faith or 20 years in the faith. But, but build, build the, the, the foundational stuff before you start going on to, larger things before you start going on to bigger concepts and all of that kind of stuff. That's, that's in the Bible that like, there are, there is a stage where you take in things that are softer foods, things that are easier to, to take in more foundational, that sort of stuff before you go on to the meat and potatoes of it all. And, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know as as far as the as far as the foundational stuff like when when we look at the dimensions of the world one of the most beautiful things is that the foundational principles do not change because god does not change the world changes people change people people always change so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the curtain back a little bit so that way you guys know I, I can give you guys a very real example of what this can look like in in actual application and all of that kind of stuff. I'm in the process of walking away from a business that I started and a and a what would be a, an otherwise complete and total career. Um, that I could, I I could do for the rest of for the rest of my professional life, and and be totally fine. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and and somebody I'm I'm well versed in what it means to run a business and all of that kind of stuff. And and I am I'm in the midst of of walking away from that. To follow this path of, of embracing being a shepherd, embracing being a pastor and all of that. And part of what drives me nuts about kingdom businesses and all of that kind of stuff, or, um, occupational situations that mean that you're in God's will. Mm. Stuff like that. Situational things. It drives me nuts because it's a fake imitation. It's 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 a Rolex instead of a Rolex, if you know what I mean. And and that's one of the one of the the most beautiful things but one of the most challenging things and this ties into epics point that i have found over the last several years is that i i i have been exposed to the truth that ch- that does not change that that is the heartbeat of existence and part of that is understanding that i had some bad habits that ex- that were exposed because of that truth that even even in a even in a post christian world for me i still had developed bad habits that needed to be rooted out so that way i could have the appropriate idea of what it meant to be in relationship with God and what it meant to hear from God and all of that kind of stuff and what miracles were and all of those kinds of things. The foundational things don't change. We change around the foundational things. God's will does not change. So, so moving to, to move to a changing will and dancing in that way isn't isn't the thing. That's the thing that leads to disaster. Re- realizing that that he gives us the um apparently it's it's uh answer to uh run into some technical difficulties. Um it it it, it is It is God. It it is the foundational aspects of this that remain constant. That it's it's his it's his principles. It's 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 that that we move towards, not his will moving to us. So we understand the basics, understand the fundamentals and understand what God's will is in the first place, because it does not change. Our circumstances might change, but that's, that's the beautiful thing because whenever you have these different situations of us trying to maintain control or us trying to move and, and make it so that way, you know, we, we get, or we have our cake and eat it too. It, it is is we ch- we cheapen it we cheapen grace we cheapen god's uh we cheapen god we cheapen all of this and we we end up in this situation where we are trying to chase a moving goalpost and we don't we don't have we move away from being able to set our sights on the actual thing and the actual thing it 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 is not necessarily safe it's just not like it's it's not necessarily easy but it's beautiful and it's rich and it's immersive and and all of those kinds of things and the the thing that that we need to remember about God is that God could have, it is within God's power that he could have um, created robots, you know, people that just, you know, blindly follow and, and don't ask questions and, and are just programmed to, to follow blindly. And, that's not what we are. God appreciates the individual, but it's the but but within the context that the individual is a part of the corporate is part of the collective, right? It's not about us and our individual desires and wants superseding um the the core foundation of everything, right? It is about understanding that we are a piece of God's kingdom. And, you know, for all of you parents out there, What kind of relationship would it be with with your kids if your kids only spoke to you when they wanted to know what you wanted or wanted to tell you what they wanted, right? That's not that's not loving. That's not that that's not something that that that's not open dialogue. that's that's not immersive. That's a check for check counterbalance for counterbalance sort of thing and when we look at the entirety of scripture we look at this desire for god to to engage with us and and for us to engage with him and and for there to be this this cooperation and getting that Means that we understand that regardless of whether or not my car blows up, regardless of whether or not I get the job, regardless of whether or not I move here or there, regardless of any of that, that, that we are still in cooperation, we can still be in cooperation with God in, in all of that. You know, I brought up my example of walking away from the business that I, that I built, not because I feel like it's wrong. It's not sinful. I could, I could be, I could be a bivocational pastor and, and not have the, and have there be no, no problems at the surface. You know, I think, I think you can, you know, there's, there's nuanced conversation to be had about all of that, but it, it's it's not as cut and dry as to say is this X or is this Y. I'm I'm moving away from that because that's not my my full attention needs to be on caring for people's souls. It's just that's just how it is. But that's me. That's my situation. That's my circumstance. That's my context. And so, part of part of understanding all of this is understanding that there is a duality of what is corporate and 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 what is individual, right? And the beautiful thing, and this is why you guys have heard me say and continue to hear me say, go through from Genesis to Revelation, walk through the entirety of scripture, allow for the story to wash over you. Because when you do that, you understand that you can can see the through lines, you can see the connective tissue, you can see the fact that there are aspects of this that are unchanging from generation to generation, that the character of God is unchanging from generation to generation. Since Jesus, the personhood of Jesus, what Jesus said, what Jesus stood for, that is unchanging from generation to generation. In 2023, you're not going to get some new revelation that's going to shake up the entirety of foundation of Christianity. But as you walk within the kingdom where God's authority is the highest authority, the playing that out is, is part of the beautiful nature of all of this, seeing that played out, getting guidance on how that plays out. There's something beautiful to all of that, and exactly what the Bible promises. So this is gonna feel a little weird at first, but but walk with me here for a se- for a second. I want to go to Matthew, and I wanna I want to read um, a section of Matthew that I think illustrates some of the personality parts of all of this, and the individual portions of all of this. So I'm going to be in Matthew 25. Um, I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. Feel free to, re- to read along in whatever translation that you've got in front of you. But I'm going to be in Matthew 25, and I'm starting at verse 14. And I'm going to go through the parable of the talents. So, For it will be like a man going on a journey who calls who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He Uh, lost my, and he who received, and he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing the bringing five talents more, saying, "Master, you delivered m- to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more." His master said to him, "Well done, good and faithful faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master." Where I had not sown and gather where I had scattered no seed, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the 10 talents. For to everyone who has, will more be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the utter darkness in the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um. So that, that's, a, that's a section of scripture that... is popular it's something that is is taught it, 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 uh, pr- pretty openly um not always to the to the right effect a lot of times that gets displayed in a way where it's like stewardship right it's about it's it and, it, and it's about the stuff and things of it all and it's about you know being a good steward and so that way you know, you will have more and it's about the having and all of that. But, but what if we look at the personality traits of what God, um, welcome back. Um, what, what, what if we look at what if we look at the personality traits and, and, and the, 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 um, I guess habits and practices of the three men and what is appreciated and and valued about what the men did. Because you look at two of the three men. What did they have? They had initiative. They went and did things and with what they were given, they acted. The other one did not and i think it's sobering to look at that parable in particular in light of the kingdom and quote unquote kingdom work i understand that is a that is a sketchy phrase we have we have addressed that in previous episodes but the reality is is that we have a responsibility and that responsibility is not a matter of, do I do X? Do I do Y? Do I do Z? Do I do this? Do I do that? No, 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 no. Read the Bible, read God's word, read scripture. It is revealed to us the, the rules of conduct, the marching orders, if you will. And, and understanding that, that it's pressed forward, it's playing the playground and along the way, holy spirit who indwells you will guide your path that's scripture that's biblical so it's not it's not this it's not extremes here it's not we are we are completely disconnected and expected to act of our own accord every single step of the way but it's also not hearing every single Word and every single thing from God in this way that is completely devoid of agency on our part. Because again, if God wanted robots, guys, it's God. Yeah. He could have created robots, he could have created mindless drones that just followed his, his, his every word. That's not what he created.
1: Yeah, he and in the parable of the talent, he actually was angry at the individual,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: sat there and said, well, I'm just gonna hold on to this <laughs> until right. somebody tells me what to do, right? and And that seems to be how people view hearing from God. I'm going to sit here in this room and not do anything until I hear God say something. Rather than doing what you know to do and then God guiding you. I always say this, that you can't steer a parked car.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) You can't steer a parked car. And so if God's going to guide you. You got to get out on the road. And, and, and again there it is it's the loss of control because I don't know where I'm going I know what you said to go do so I'm go do that but the we like to have all of the details right here and right now I want to know what happens when I do this I want to know what I get if I do that I want to know what happens if I don't do what you say I just need to know everything up front because I need to be. In control, and I think you had said that earlier. Whereas you look at the parable of the talents, God already knows your ability. One of the things that always jumps out in the parable of the talents is that God gave each one according to their ability, He gave each one according to their ability. And when He gave these talents to these individuals, He expected them to take what they had and use it. That was his guidance. That was his direction. That was you know his leading is that I already know what you can do so I'm going to give you exactly what you need so that you can do what I already know you can do. Now that for a lot of people will preach because it's like wait a minute. So you you've given me everything that I need. Yeah. Just let me walk you through it. Here you go. Here's what you need. Now, let's go. Let's do it. Don't be the individual that he gives you something. You say, well, this is I don't know what to do with this. I don't I don't I don't know where to go with this. I don't I don't know how to use this. Right. No, you do. Because he wouldn't have gave it to you if you didn't have the ability to maximize or to use what he's given you. And so when it comes down to relationship with God. We have to know that God knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows things about us that we don't even know. Again, that's me not being in control. That's me being convinced by faith, empowered by grace, and running the race that has been appointed to us. Not the the race that we want to have. We want God to put us on a path that we want, that we're confident of. I was sharing that with somebody last night. I was like, you know, if you're confident in yourself, then you don't need God. But if it's God's plan, then you gotta check with Him. You're you're like, okay, I'm stepping out, I'm doing it. You know, I'm using the talent <laughs> that you've given me. And it will do what it's supposed to do because He knew who you are, who you are, and what you could accomplish. So I love the fact that he says, according to each person's ability. I was like, wow, you know, it's right there in the text, you know, that this is what the kingdom of God is like. And so, yeah, this this relationship with God, it's about knowing that God knows you better than yourself. That's one huge piece and that he wouldn't put this in your hands if he didn't think. He had already given you everything that you needed to get this thing done, whatever that is. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And I cannot stress enough that the truth of that does not negate the truth that. One of the one of the, this ties very closely into a a point that I hear thrown around very fluidly. God does not give you anything that you cannot handle. Nonsense, right. garbage, right. absolute garbage, and and the only reason why I come down super hard on that. In particular, is that sets a lot of people up to think that God is not real because if they're going through something that they cannot handle, then they must think that they that that God is has has completely ignored them or or or, or God isn't real or something along those lines. Garbage. That's not what we're talking about here right what we're talking about here is the indwelling of holy spirit we're talking about the fact that we are we are engaging with an all-knowing creator god that loves us cares about us that wants active relationship with us and is instilling in us what we need for doing this thing right right <laughs> that makes that that puts us in uncomfortable positions that puts us in situations that are tough that are difficult that are stressful but it it is all coming from a from a god that knows us better than we know ourselves you know i right. i yeah. don't okay what do you what do you think of this? Before I go off on what I think about this, what do you think about this? He will yeah. he won't let us be tempted beyond what we can bear.
1: I think when you when you take that piece of that verse without the rest of it, you know, because she's absolutely right. She's pulling Epic's pulling from the verse. But the Bible, it it, it says in, in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 13, he says that no temptation that is taking you, uh, all the temptation that's taking you is common to man. And God is faithful in the temptation, right, to provide a way of escape so that you will not be tempted above what you can handle. So God provides a way of escape so that the temptation doesn't crush you, right? That's totally different than God won't put on you what, what people say God won't put more on you than you can bear or God won't put more on you yeah. than you can handle no God it's not even about God putting anything on you it's about God helping you to deal with the temptations that are coming at you so that you can handle it you know right. and then with the parable of the talents like you said it's a totally different situation That's God giving you what you need to accomplish what he has given you to accomplish. He says, you've got this ability. I'm going to give you the tools to accomplish this. Which, again, is totally separate from the idea of, um, like you said, oh, God will never put more on you than you can handle. Because that would negate uh, 2 Corinthians 12, where Paul says, you know, uh, uh, take this from me. (laughs) Right. He's like, whatever it is, and nobody knows what it was, but it was a messenger of Satan that came to buffet him, a thorn in his flesh. He said, take this from me. The Bible says that God answered and said, my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness. My strength will be perfect. So when it is more than we can handle, we find out that God is stronger than us and that he can help us to handle things that are beyond our ability to handle. But again, this idea of God putting it on you is where the issue comes in, is that when we say that God is doing this to us, we're combining concepts that don't fit together and we got to pull them back apart and put them back into their proper categories. That's called rightly dividing the word. So you got to put them back in their proper categories because if we just lump them all together and we say something like that, you know, he'll never put more on you than you can bear then we send the wrong message and you're right that's why there are people that say well then there must not be a god Then you know i don't you know why does he let these things happen because i can't handle this so yeah that's that's my take you know part of
0: part of doing this for anybody who's who either does or is interested in getting in front of the mic is um understanding your own your where when you don't have the right lyrics for the situation and turning to somebody else who who has the right lyrics for the situation because i knew i didn't disagree with epic right but i didn't know how to convey what was going on in my head so thank you for for laying that out because that that is the that is the, distingu, the distinguishing factor that I wanted to shine light on because when that section is just taken just he won't he won't let it and you don't have all of the rest of that stuff it's very easy then to turn that into god will not give you more than you can handle that. right um so I want to I wanna roll back to what um, G. Barry said. Yeah, I do that too at times as an A or B, God, instead of allowing him to lead me as I exchange with him throughout the day. Um, I read a book. Um, it's like a year ago, maybe a little bit more than a year ago. Um, the Practice of the Presence of God. By brother Lawrence. Um if it it it's deep, it's deep. But if this is if this is an area of if if this is an area that you are sensitive to, and I don't just mean you, G Barry, I mean anybody this whole idea of what does it mean to pray more than just over your meal or more than just in the morning or more than just in case break glass of in, ca- in case of emergency, what does it mean to have a conversation with God? That's that, that's a book that I would definitely suggest picking up. Um, he says some things in there that are just like, Whoa, like just the fluidity, I guess, of, uh, of it all is really astounding. Um, and and that's that's a, a key in all of this as as we as we we bring this thing in and and and, you know kind of cap this particular conversation off, you know there's there there's this is another one of those areas where a million things could be said and a million things more could be said depending on what avenue or aspect of all of this that you're focusing on at the end of the day we are promised relationship with god not just in the communicative sense but just even even at even at a bare bones level of if you're looking at heaven right we're promised a certain level i think that's something that all of us can agree upon. it's the it's the the varying degrees of that 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 are, are seem to seem to be the point of contention. so so I I, I raised this last point look at whatever the thing is. If for you the thing is being a good steward of your business, then look at the longevity of your business. If for you, the thing is, is making sure that you've got, you know, X amount of stuff to be able to provide for your family and, and, and to have a certain amount for this reason or that reason, look at the longevity of the items. Look at each one of those pieces. And then ask your question, what if that, what if that business fails? I've been a part of a failed business before. I have, I have closed the doors on, on businesses. It's part of the business owner's life cycle. What happens if the house burns down? What if happens if the car blows up? What happens if you lose those things? Where are you at? In looking at all of that, I dare ask, What's deeper than that? What flows beyond the surface layer of whatever the thing is and start asking questions there because the more you ask questions, thoughtfully engaging God, you're, you're going to meet him. That, that is promised. That is gospel. And, and, As you, as you explore that, I implore you to understand that as you engage more, that, that there's more requirement to keep on going, to keep on pushing into the deeper things of God, because it's tempting in all of that, to to abandon the process when things go haywire, when life goes haywire. But when, when you look past the surface layer, you see something rich underneath. There's something beautiful in the midst of all of that that no thing no business no aspect of life can replicate or or even come close to
1: yeah this we use terms like intimacy with god you know and i think that's what our our heart's desire is is to know god on an intimate level where it is real, it, it, is, it is a tangible, real, vibrant, active relationship. And for us that, you know, do the, the reps daily, it is. We, we, we sense God's presence, we sense God's leading, we feel the nudges and the promptings. You know, I go back to even how we're sitting here today and even the process that got us here today on um anchor is not even there anymore right if if i if if somehow i didn't do it then i don't know how it would have happened (laughs) but because i reached out then i was able to send this guy who i didn't know a message (laughs) on on this platform (laughs) that you know it was, and and I've sent multiple people messages. I've reached out to people, quite a few people, and this didn't happen. And you say, well, was that a God thing or was it just what? What is that like? I I I will bet the farm that God's hand was involved. I I, I definitely would because, you know, our goals are aligned. Our purpose is to get the word out, get the message out, see souls saved, see people equipped, see people encouraged and reached with this message of the gospel. And, you know, I, I look at my Bible and I see the teaming up of Paul and Silas and Barnabas and Timothy and this person, and the and these, these, these connections that. God brings people together that, you know, wondering even you don't even know how they came together. <laughs> right? right. But right. God, God somehow, because of their goals were aligned to do the, And that's why I say the first thing. Set your heart. To do God's will, set your heart to go after what you know that he's revealed in Scripture that he wants and go for it. And along that path. God will be there guiding and directing and it won't be a blue car situation because there are going to be challenges along the way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you that are going to make you say, well, I don't, is this really God? And that's only because we've been taught wrong about what it looks like to be led by God, to hear God, to be guided by God. We think to be guided by God is all good for me and a lot of times being guided by god is about god working all things together for the good of them who love the lord not just me (laughs) you know my trial and trouble may work out for the good of someone else yep you know and then somebody else's trial and trouble may work out for the good of me right but at the end of the day and I'll, and I'll leave with this shadrach meshach and abednego end up in a fiery fir- furnace and their attitude was that if we die we die if god saves us he saves us but no matter what we are going to do god's will we're not going to bow down that type of intensity will allow you to experience and encounter God's guidance throughout your life. When you focus in on that target, what do I know is God's will? And I'm I'm just going to go for that. That's, that's when you'll see, wow, he is directing me. Wow. He did place that in my way so that I can go there. Wow. He was with me through the struggle (laughs) that it took to accomplish this, you know, those those young men show us because people say, well, I don't think God wants us to suffer. Why would God want us to suffer? God wants you to accomplish his will. And if suffering comes, he'll comfort you or strengthen you to get through it. He'll either provide a way out of the suffering or a way through the suffering. But the suffering may just be a part of the course. And if you're going through that, as you're trying to do God's will, as you're trying to pray, know that God is with you. Don't think that he's not with you because it's hard, because it's a struggle, because you're going through physically, financially, relationally like, oh, man, this must not be God's will anymore. No, know that he's going to be with you in that, <laughs> that he's, he's, right. he's, he's not far from you. The Bible says he's close to you in the midst of going through. And so really you know study your scriptures study your word look at what it looks like to walk with god and don't wish it away don't try to push away any problems like hey if i'm gonna do god's will i may have to go through some things to accomplish it and that's okay that's a part that's par for the course you know christians we're built different because we have the presence and the power of god with us to get through these things not to avoid them.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. We look to, we look to Jesus as the prime example of what we're talking of, uh, of what we're talking about, of living this out. He fully man, fully God. And we look at the realities of what Jesus did and what Jesus went through and what all of those things. And I don't just mean crucifixion. I mean, the fact that this is his hometown and he was a pariah. He was not. He was not celebrated. That, like we're we're talking about the fact that he was ridiculed and mocked and tempted and all of the things. And if we're looking to the prime example, we need to understand that if he went through all of those things, that means that we're not exempt from going through those things. But again in perfect example he shows us that through god through the power of god that that's how that's how we persevere that's how we go forward that's that's how that is done it's when we rely on our own strength when we rely on our own faculties that we that we get ourselves into trouble So um, you want to go ahead and uh, pray us out? Just a a quick reminder here at the top. um, Stephen uh, gave his uh, prayer request. Um, But yeah, you want to go ahead and pray?
1: Yes, yes. So Father, uh, first of all, I just thank you for um, just the opportunity to discuss and share your word openly. Um, There's some places where that's not allowed. But we live um, in a place where we can do that. And so, Lord, we will do that, whether it's one hour, two hours, three hours. God, we want to be focused on doing your will. We want to get your message out. We want people to know uh, what your word says and how to apply it to their life and even to struggle and wrestle out loud in front of people uh, over concepts that uh, may need to be clarified. Lord, I just thank you for um, those that are listening, that are interacting, those that will see this now or later. Uh, I pray, God, that the things that we said were clear and that they were concise and that they were true. And God, if there's anything that we said that was uh, not, Lord, I pray, God, that you reveal it, show it to us. Let us go back and correct it because we will. We, we have no problem of going to the word and saying, OK, that that was a little off. Here's what it really says, because we want more than anything, for your word um, to be what it's supposed to be to people. It's a lamp to their feet and a light to their pathway that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth, God. Uh, we pray for healing for Brother Stephen and all those that are dealing with sickness, whether asthma, COPD, the knees, backs, shoulders, necks, uh, kidneys, livers, cancer, God, whatever uh, people are going through right now, Lord, we pray that they would know you as Jehovah Rapha, the healer, the Lord of God, our healer. Uh, Lord, we know that um, it, it, we're not in control of the healing. We can just pray and ask you and God, you will do according to your timing. You will do according to your picture, your vision, your understanding, uh, which is beyond ours. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to share uh, and be fellow workers with you because this is your field. These are your people. Um, We are just uh, working alongside you to accomplish your will. And so, Lord, I I just ask that you bless those that uh, were able to stay and, and engage with us, Brother Willie and Epic and others that may have been on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever they were on YouTube. God, I pray that you bless them as they interacted with us. And Lord, as we leave from this stream. We we don't leave from your presence. Your presence is not only here, your presence is with us as we go because we have a relationship with a true and living God. And so I pray, God, that uh, that relationship would blossom and bloom in the lives of your people and that they would know you uh, intimately and know you personally uh, as their Lord and Savior and God. And so, Lord, I just thank you for this time um, and I just bless you in, in Jesus' name amen
0: amen all right guys thank you for uh everybody that joined us this morning um a uh just a quick reminder that we we are very aware that we that we spoke on topics this morning that are uh controversial to some um nonsense to others and confusing and so if there's anything that we covered that you have more questions about, yeah. feel free to hit up the comment section of wherever you have found us. Um, uh, again, this is not a gotcha moment. We're not looking for, for people to publicly tar and feather on the stream. Um, we, we, uh, we honestly um, enjoy being able to address specifics and specific questions and specific issues and aspects of this. And we can only really do that if we hear from you. So go ahead and um, whatever your comment, concern, question is, go ahead and chime in in the comments and um, we will uh, absolutely engage and be in touch. But until next time, I want you guys to remember two very important things you are prayed for You are
1: loved deeply until next week. Peace you all.